binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. I'm Beat It. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. Uh, man, so <laughs> I fucked up and didn't hit record, so we're doing this again. <laughs> It's take two. We got to go from the beginning. All right. I'll say the the stuff at the end about the sponsor and the birthday. Oh, okay. good. Now let's happy right birthday now. brand. Yeah. Uh, happy Friday birthday, indeed. We <laughs> hope you're watching. We're gonna rush through all oh, the stuff I heard we... you read. Is our, our featured creature is the golem? In Hebrew, golem stands for shapeless mass. In the Talmud, it's used as unformed or imperfect in modern hebrew it's used to mean dumb or helpless and golem has passed into yiddish as a goylem to mean someone who's lethargic or beneath a stupor shafton said that's him. that's like me it's like me most of the time <laughs> beneath the stupor indeed i mean basically all of them helpless beneath a stupor lethargic unformed shapeless mass yeah we're all goyams i'm just over here like blah Looking like Pizza the Hut. <laughs> I think I'm not that far. <laughs> I was gonna say my name is Pete the Hut. Now I changed it. I'm not beat it anymore. <laughs> You're Pete the Hut. Pete Zahut, actually. Zahut. It's, uh, oh, I could see that honestly. And Peter... my name is Peter. Peter. Peter Zahut. Peter Zahut. Yeah. Uh, human uh, description: a humanoid shape made from clay with emet or truth, written on its forehead with the letters Aleph, Mem, and Tav. Other stories leave its forehead blank and go with a slip of paper or a sign on its body or in its mouth with the name of with a name of God written on it. Because multiple names of God. Andy Garrett said there are two ways and I said, how many is it? And I said two, I already said that. And I did it again. Boom, gotcha. Boom, flip Confirmed it. two. Okay, it is fucking hot in this room. I hate it. It is, in, it is indeed hot. I, it's hot in my room, too, for some reason, because it's, like, comfortable outside. We had it's those two the beautiful days of it being, like, 60 degrees at night. Uh, yep. it, it got so cold in my room that all of my memory foam stuff was just hard as rocks. <laughs> it was great. Uh, and then it was 80 degrees, and then, like, fuck you. You just wake up and you're all sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Well, this brings us to the very important part of the composition of the golem. Yeah, how to stop it. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. Just let, let him run wild. If the golem has emet written on its forehead, erase the LF. It changes emet truth to met death. Uh, looks like the word nox, N-O-X. You want to erase the X. This is important if you encounter it. It'll either turn, make it immobile or turn it to dust, because those are the two things it might do. It's real, like, from what I gathered from the stories, it is entirely convenience-based. <laughs> how, how do you mean? Like, which, which thing you do? Yeah, uh, no, so in the Golem of Prague story, erasing it makes it immobile. Ah. And in one of the other stories, erasing it explodes it into dust. So it's just like which you know what's the moral of the story and what gets you to that that ends fastest. Pretty much. 
pretty much. Oh, just turning guys to dust by scribbling stuff off their head. Uh, and if it's the kind with the sign, you just remove the sign. And it does the same thing, either immobile or explode. It just... Uh, the Talmud relates a, a tale of rabbis who grew hungry while on a journey, so they created a calf out of earth and ate it for dinner. They, the literal mud pie. <laughs> instead of, instead of a meat pie. pie. I guess that's better than a cow pie. I don't... Is it a cow pie if you, if you turn a uh, cow in a mud? Good God. Uh, the Kabbalists determined that the rabbis did this uh, magical act by means of permutating language, primarily utilizing the formula set forth in the book of creation. Just oh. as God speaks and creates in the Genesis story, so too can the mystic. Yes. Whoa. That's some high-level power right there. Uh, Kabbalists saw the creation of a golem as a kind of alchemical task, the accomplishment of which proved the adept's skill and knowledge of Kabbalah. Jewish mysticism. So you make like a homunculus to make you a golem. And then you use that golem to turn lead to gold. Sure. <laughs> I, I like the, they're, they're kind of interchangeable. <laughs> I, like, I like the complete silence. I mean, no, no, it's because have, I'm I mean, trying to... You just have a whole extra step there. I get, yeah, I'm, honestly, I guess if you, you know, if you, if you can create life, you just like totally surpassed like even making gold. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the extra step is the homunculus to make the golem. Like, it's already basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, they're pretty uh, much interchangeable. Yeah. I guess that's is just is the one who put the whole homunculus thing out. They did not know how semen worked. It's wonderful. In popular legend, however, the golem became a kind of folk hero. In the Talmud, Adam was, or Adam was initially created yes. as a golem when his dust was, quote, kneaded into a shapeless husk. Like Adam, all golems are created from mud by those close to divinity, but no anthropogenic pogenic golem is fully human. Early on, the main disability of the golem was the, the, its inability to speak. So, no golem made by man can be human. I can well, that sounds it. like a challenge. No, no, look, here's, here's a... Here's my golem, and it can't can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Here's a sneak peek, everyone. I do love the wig attached to a hand at the wrist. That's how you know it's me. I guess that makes sense. It's all it's all the the most iconic parts. Yeah, it's all the parts you need. It plays beat it. It's all the best parts. Is that the that. one that has a flashlight on it? Yes. Well, nice. I mean, like a cheaper bootleggier one. No, but still, I mean, you know. Yeah, but it sings. The flashlight—that's impressive. Talk. Yeah, yeah, it can sing. Sing. That's the whole point. <laughs> I've made my superior in every way. My golem can sing. Oh, okay. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. I mean, honestly, not being human <laughs> seems like an improvement anyway. You know, it really is. Yeah, little did they know. All right, let's get I mean, to I'm some eight. golem stories. Oh, okay. Uh, one source credits 11th century. Uh, Solomon ibn Gabriel with creating a golem, possibly female, for household chores. 
Uh huh. Yeah, it never occurred to time. me to make a clay wife. Ah. Ah. What? When did you say this was? What time period? Eleventh century. Okay, because there's like an old, uh, like the I think it's like the Swedish, like uh, like uh, uh, what do you call it? Like um, uh, like a like a mythoverse. There's a, a story about a guy who makes a woman out of gold uh, to do household chores. Hmm. I just I'm wondering how like common that is, like a cultural trope. Probably very, <laughs> right? Like probably pretty common. So, so it's like the Jetsons too. I guess that's true. Yeah, you know, Rosie wow. the Golem. <laughs> Wow, it so, really makes you think. The Golem of Chelm. The oldest description of a creation of a golem by a historical figure is included in a tradition connected to Rabbi Eliyahu. I went, it's the best I'm going to be able to do. Uh, Rabbi Eliyahu of Chelm, uh, 1550 to 1583. Uh, around 1630 to 1650, a Polish Kabbalist wrote... That's the best guess of when this Polish Kabbalist wrote this, is 1630 to 1650. Okay. Uh, wrote about Rabbi Eliyahu creating a golem. Quote, And I have heard in a certain and explicit way from several respectable persons that one man, living close to our time, whose name is R. Eliyahu, the master of... The master, uh, okay, the master of the name who made a creature out of matter and form, and it performed hard work for him for a long period, and the name of Amet was hung upon its neck until he finally removed it for a certain reason. <laughs> We're the, not really sure, but for a very <laughs> specific reason, he removed it. The, uh, the name from his neck, and it turned to dust. Uh, Rabbi Jacob Emden elaborated on the story in a book published in 1748. Quote, As an aside, I'll mention here from or here what I heard from my father's holy mouth regarding the golem created by his ancestor, the Ga'on Ar Eliyahu Baal Shem of blessed memory. When the Ga'on saw the, that the golem was growing larger and larger, he feared that the golem would destroy the universe. He then removed the holy name that was embedded on his forehead and caused him to disintegrate and return to dust. Nonetheless, uh, while he was enraged, engaged in exacting the holy name from him, the golem injured him, scarring him on the face. Is that something that, I mean, I guess we're going to see some other stories, but it never occurred to me that the golem could increase in size. Yeah, that, that's, I only want, I only have a couple. So I only have this and the golem of Prague. So all the other ones are like, uh, not very historical. I see. <laughs> these are ones basically that, folk. these are ones that have historical records attached to them. Okay. Interesting. And then I have one fanciful one that is fun. Okay. So next is the Golem of Prague. The one that everyone knows. The late 16th century, Rabbi of Prague, Rabbi Lowe, L-O-E-W. Okay. Also known as the Maharal, who reportedly created a golem out of clay from the banks of the Volta River. 
and brought it to life through rituals and Hebrew incantations to defend the Prague ghetto from anti-Semitic attacks. The golem was called Joseph, and was known as Yosel. It was said that he could make himself invisible and summon spirits from the dead. <laughs> okay, yeah. hold on a minute. So this this golem is it's running wild. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? So it summons spirits and can turn invisible? That's yeah. friggin' powerful. Yeah, man. There's a lot going on. The Not other only one, is he a, a clay Superman. The other one could get was feared to get big enough to destroy I guess the that's universe. This is gonna, you know, all consuming. Jesus, man. Uh, Rabbi Lowe de- deactivated the golem on Friday evenings by removing the, sh- the Shem before the Sabbath began, so as to let it rest on the Sabbath. One Friday wow. evening, Rabbi Lowe forgot to remove the Shem and feared that the golem would desecrate the Sabbath. <laughs> One, d- A different story tells of a golem that fell in love and, when rejected, became a violent monster, <laughs> seen in most accounts. Uh. Some versions have the golem eventually going on a murderous rampage. The rabbi then managed to pull the Shem from his mouth and immobilize him in front of a synagogue. Whereupon the golem fell in pieces. The golem's body was rest- was stored in the attic of the old new synagogue, where the golem still lies in the synagogue's attic. Sorry, did you describe that as the old new synagogue? That is what it is called. <laughs> okay. Capital I just O. To make sure. Capital O. Capital N. Capital S. Okay. All right. I just I didn't know. Yeah. Um. When the attic was renovated in 1883, no evidence of the golem was found. Oh, that's I was so hoping that they're going to find like a big old crate of dust. Some versions be of, like it doesn't even actually have to be magic, but that'd be so exciting. All right. Uh, some versions of the tale state that the golem was stolen from the attic and entombed in a graveyard in Prague's Zikov di- district, where the Zitov television tower now stands. A recent legend found around 20 like 2001 is when the article for this was a recent legend tells of a Nazi agent ascending to the synagogue attic during World War II and trying to stab the golem, but he died instead. The attic cool. is not open to the general public. Uh, what are they hiding in there, man? <laughs> well, what I just like that there's like golem-powered TV. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love golem TV. Uh, golem TV. It's, you know, use them in construction, dude. Why not? So here's the fun, the fun story I found. That's not the fun story. Okay. No, that's that's uh, the fun story is called Clay Boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A Yiddish and Slavic folk tale is the Clay Boy, which combines elements of the Golem and the Gingerbread Man. <laughs> oh no! In which a lonely couple Whoa. makes a child out of clay with disastrous or comical consequences. <laughs> In one common Russian version. Uh, an older couple whose children have left the home make a boy out of clay and dry him out uh, by their hearth. The clay boy comes to life at first. The couple is delighted and treats him like a real child, but the clay boy does not stop growing and eats all their food. (laughs) Then all their livestock, and then the clay boy eats his parents. The clay boy rampages through the village until he is smashed by a quick-thinking goat. Wow. I love the idea that a goat is the hero of the tale. A goat oh, is... man, I'm not surprised. Yeah, goats yeah. are great. It's like, oh, dude, he's, he's clay. He's, you know, headbutt. So now we get to some pop culture. 
that was very fanciful, Garrett. I thought he was gonna. Yeah, I think the the, the definitely the goal empowered TV antenna is a more interesting story. I don't know. It's killed by a goat. <laughs> oh, that's fanciful. It, but I, I mean, thought like he had like a fun little story arc and like tricks yeah, people. He did. He, he was raised by his parents, and then he got so hungry he had to eat them. What's not fanciful about that? All right, all right. I'll give it to you. It's I just don't understand what the moral of the story is. Don't make kids you know, out of usually, clay. You had your chance. I mean, usually these stories are like aimed at children to keep them from drowning. I don't, this it's one's like, aimed at old people to, to not <laughs> to not like make more have, children. You have to yeah. invent a folktale aimed at geriatrics to keep them from having kids. Like, well, that's, that's remarkable. Babies. Uh, I guess that's true. That just makes everyone sad, especially the baby. That is true. Okay, I can verify. The golem is a popular p- figure in the Czech Republic. The Czech strongman Rene Richter goes by the nickname Golem. And the Czech's monster truck outfit calls itself the Golem Team. <laughs> wow. Cool. Um, I didn't know the Czechs had, had monster trucks. Yeah, Golem neither. versus Gravedigger. I, I feel like Gravedigger wins that one. Yeah, because he digs up Golem Earth, is... and the Golem is Earth. Exactly. He could turn exactly. invisible and raise the dead. You're right. <laughs> and get so big it can even destroy Truckasaurus. <laughs> Summon spirits, you know. The Golem's got all kinds of fancy powers. That's fanciful. Okay, so... Uh, I was going to save this one till later, but I kind of want to sandwich all of the pop culture between Super Sentai. <laughs> Oh, they're okay. talking about the cool war machine supercomputer. So in <laughs> Kyoryu Sentai Zero Ranger. The grunts are called Golem Soldiers. And the in the English version, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they are the Putty Patrol. The poor man's golem. <laughs> the Putty Patrol Can't are the clay. golem soldiers. So you got Putty. The golem soldiers. There is about a, the Gak soldiers? <laughs> I, I prefer my Floam soldiers. <laughs> What's the one? Is that squand the one you put in water? soldiers. No, that, that's Squand. Squan, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Flume is, is just slime with, like, tiny oh, bees of foam in it. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was the cool one. Uh, oh, thank you. There's an episode of Gargoyles called Golem, where Goliath goes to Prague, and uh, a, a character from, like, the very beginning that, like, barely ever shows up in any other season is just there. He's an old man whose body is dying, and he's like, I'm going to put my brain in the golem. <laughs> no. It's a mistake. It is. Does uh, the golem get mad and rip his brain out? No. This body's taken. It, it's really, me, it's really, golem. really weird, though, because the entire, like, the episode <laughs> of Gargoyles, it really goes out of, out of, they go out of their way not to say Jewish or like Jew or Jewish people. Anytime uh, they would, it's just our people. <laughs> I see. It's a really good episode, though. It's weird to separate the golem, so... <laughs> I guess that's the Disney thing. You just gotta make the golem its own thing. Uh, you gotta secularize it. They tell, like the whole, they tell the whole story of the golem of Prague in it, too. In a flashback. <laughs> It's so just, this guy who who's not a rabbi made the golem. He's a rabbi. Visually. He's our uncle. 
They just, oh, okay, so if you, if you know, you could tell. Yeah, they My just uncle d- made the golem. <laughs> Uh, Golet and Golurk, introduced in Pokemon Black and White, are clay statues given life through supernatural means to protect an ancient civilization. How ancient is it? About Diet Coke. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, Regirock, Can confirm. Regice, and Registeel were created from rock, ice, and metal by Regigigas and activated through the Braille writing on their foreheads. Who made Regigigas, though? You know, no, I, I take that back. I don't want to get into it. Well, the guy from Gargoyles. That's really easy. It's oh, okay. Arceus. Okay. The god. Right. Okay. Is or, that he's from, or he's from... Or he's... No. No. <laughs> you know where this is going. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Alan, we got to learn all the words to, uh, the like, just what I needed uh, cover that he does. There's too many oh, words. Oh, my goodness. We do. We need to. Well, I did just learn beat it. it... <laughs> I think you need to show us one more time, Alan. I think... Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if I can remember. I really like what I can hear of it, though. (laughs) Yeah, I I I learned how to do it. The parts I can hear sound really good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I watched every Argento movie, and I I learned to beat it. I don't know how. It just happened. So That does seem like a weird chain of events, but I guess so. The giant... Welcome to the battlefield. (laughs) The giant mouse of Minsk in American Tale is a reference to the golem. (laughs) Well, wait, wait, okay. Well, there's a giant mouse. <laughs> yeah. It, what is it? What is he? Is he people size or golem size? Well, let me, let well he's me. like cat size. Yeah. Let me finish, man. I'm sorry. I don't. I've never seen this one. While a machine. Really? You've never seen American Tail. With the golem. It's a giant I robot keep... mouse that they make. I don't remember. <laughs> it's hold it's on, on. it was created just as the golem of Prague was for protection of oppressed Jewish mice. So cool. Which I gotta see which which American Tale I've, that's from. I think I've it's only set, seen it. Just Five says an American West. Tale, so I think it's the first one. Yeah, All I guess of them. I guess it is. Yeah, it is. The, it is the first one. Yeah, is because there's a there's a bunch of these movies. I think there's four. There's a lot of them that came out after Five Goes West that don't matter because they go back yeah, east. Why even bother? Right, like Five Goes West is like there's the flex the on everyone. Yeah. Easily the best in Go Go Sentai Bokenger. Santa Claus was in possession of this precious. It was made from clay and other earthen materials. Normally it's a small doll, but when the control plate Shem is placed on its forehead, it grows and starts to move. So it came to life. So Santa's a rabbi. (laughs) Santa is a small woman. I heard Santa, and that's my headcanon. Yeah, Santa's a rabbi. Okay. And that's all the pop culture I got on the golem. That's all the pop culture? I mean, the golem no, no. is like a boss in I, Castlevania? Uh, I went out of my way, and if it was just a golem, like the statues in Dragon's Crown or the things in D&D, if it wasn't explicitly based on... Like, the Jewish golem, and not just, oh, that's a cool thing to call a giant mechanical or metal man or statue man. I went specifically based 
on the Jewish golem. You're telling me Master Splicer's not a rabbi? No. And I'm looking at him right now. I don't. That's not a Master Splicer. I don't know. It looks awfully rabbinical to me. What is that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror? Broad I, hat and his I long, did long claws. I did completely forget about that one. I do like that one. And uh, there's totally uh, the partially lost silent film that I only half remember. No, the silent film is one of them. It's just since that is just the Golem of Prague, I, I didn't want to just put like a bunch of iterations of the Golem of Prague. Nope, I'm doing it. I'm doing. We're doing all of them. We're going live. All right, all of them. Running wild down the Wikipedia of the Golem of Prague. Anywho, <laughs> uh, plug emendations. Ooh, wow. That was... Ooh, that was fast. Actually, you know, it's funny. I actually, I have one. I have one ready. Uh, I want to plug Web Lero, <clears throat> which um, I guess I have to offer an explanation of what Lero is. Uh, in like 2000, somebody made this like DOS game where you play as worms and it's like a split screen oh. thing and you just like there's absurd exploding weapons and huge stages and you have a grappling hook. It's absolute shenanigans and so much fun. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Uh, but somebody like made a version of it that you can play in browser. So like you can just play with like randos and it's amazing. So Web Lero spelled exactly as it sounds. Look it up and play it. Run wild. Nice. That's uh, my plug. I have my plug. So. <laughs> Nice, refreshing CC lemon. Whoa! What? What is, is that? Waldo? Did we find him? Is the <laughs> bottle? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I think you mean Wally for our our British cousins, Alan. No, I don't. No. I don't do that. Uh, uh, no. Okay. The it's little bottle. Day. I'm double American today. <laughs> this little bottle has forty lemons worth of vitamin C in it. Is the bottle meant to look like two lemons stacked on top of each other? It's like got that like lemon peel texture. It does. That is how it feels. Whoa. All right. That's impressive. I think the big bottle has 170 lemons worth of vitamin C in it. That's so many lemons. <laughs> Enough to prevent scurvy in the entire British population for 10 years there, Gary. Yeah. And if lemons, like my ex-wife. If lemons aren't your citrus fruit... You can enjoy a nice, refreshing bottle of Picari Sweat, which is a grapefruit drink. Yeah, that name, you gotta love it. Because if you don't, you're not going to enjoy drinking it. <laughs> I think it's unfortunate that it is called Sweat and has like a vague, cloudy, seminal appearance. It sure say. does. Well, like I, I just... said, if you don't love the name, you're not going to love it. I mean... Uh... I don't love the name, but I do like you it. You like it enough to drink it. If it's grapefruit and it's delicious. If you're not immediately repulsed, you love it. Okay, what's yours? Uh, you can LA just plug the fact that you can play Beat It. No, no, I already did that. I'm plugging my favorite Nike missile base, LA-94. I almost went there today, but I didn't. I went to Bear Ridge Picnic Divide in the mountains instead. Okay. Go check it out. Yeah, you know, the times of annihilation, the battlefield is home. Welcome to the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Uh, it's LA-94. It's a Nike missile base. Okay, I'm going to look it up. It's pretty close to us. Do you think it'd be a good place to skate? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, or or die. Up. No, no, it's oh. deactivated, decommissioned. Yeah, but you can fall a great height. Well, you could do that anywhere. You could die skating anywhere. Yeah. Alan is completely correct. My brother had to teach me how to go off of a curb because I didn't know that's how it worked, and I got rocketed off my first time. Was that when you were just injured for a while? Or was that because of the pool? There's many things, but that's different. That's because I skated in a wheelchair. That was my face, not my body. I, I never, I don't think I ever broke a bone. I just, well, I mean, I just hurt myself doing other things. Yeah, I've never broken a bone either. Uh, you know, my own, that is. Hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It looks like there's like lots of cool ledges and stuff. Yeah, it seems like a pretty ball yeah, place to skate. skate it out. Be a cool apocalypse video. Yeah, Shafton, you have to get like good cell service and a GoPro and just start oh streaming God. you skating. Oh, dude, no, get your Majestic 12s and skate. You're going to freak out so many alien people. Yeah, like, oh, you to break into all the dumbs. Oh, man, maybe. I don't know. I actually do kind of want to get a pair of uh, M12s in case I ever do cosplay Fat Man. <laughs> Does, is that what he's got? They, no, they're not. They're not actually M12. Okay, they they have say, that like early '90s, like to 2000s, like generic skate look. Yeah, he has he has like a uh, like rollerblade, like big wheel, um, what you call it, like fitness skates. I was just hoping that he was all about the, you know, secret space program. I know Kojima definitely is. He'll reveal it one day. I don't trust Tom DeLong, but I trust Kojima. Yeah, if Kojima ever got in, like, just came out and said anything, I'd be like, yeah, no, no. I believe you, Kojima. Yeah. Why do you think I'll see if I can the... find some, like, uh, better in-game models that have some, like, uh, good detail on them. Well, it's been so long and I played on a tiny TV, you could just Photoshop it and tell me and I'll believe you. Even I though I just said true. that. Your word is gold. say whatever I wanted. Uh, cool. Um... This episode was brought to us by a patron. Uh, happy birthday to Brand. Brand, it's your birthday today. We can sing the song, man. It's fucking public domain. Those bitches be oh, dead. Let's see if I can. Where the Beatles? We'll sue you. Yoko's the good one. And, uh, That's he, how it goes, right? Yoko is the good one. Yes. He gave us uh, two options for episodes to do. Okay. And since one was a movie monster and one was this, uh, we're doing the movie monster one next week because it's Friday the 13th. So next week we're doing the Krites from Critters. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And then, then we have some time to not do movie monsters anymore. That's what okay. we think, but um, it's never over. And thanks, I mean, is there anything other than movie monsters, honestly? And thanks to Jan Print and Owen for the use of our theme song, Cryptid Love. You can uh, check out, you can check out our Twitter at Feecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. Our Instagram is featured creature nope, featured underscore creatures. Our email address is featured creature pod at gmail.com. I'm just gonna make everything called Iron Acres so it's easier for everyone. Okay. And remember you say Iron Acres. Yeah, F E A C R E. Okay. Oh, wait, no underscore problems. Everyone knows Iron Acres. <laughs> My train, it's been derailed. Oh, I thought we were done. That's why I derailed it. Yeah, I guess um, I'm like the... Remember, 
All you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Textbook worm! Yes! <laughs> <laughs>